Hello, you are listening to Healthy-ish, the podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. This episode, well, it's a bit different for us today. We are talking money, but where it's not different is I like to call it financial wellness. For years, studies have shown that people in debt have higher rates of mental health issues, which of course can manifest physically as well. Ben Nash is a financial advisor, founder of Pivot Wealth and creator of news.com.au's A Cashed Up program. He's on today to chat to us about healthy financial management in relationships. Now, as you know, we keep these healthy-ish episodes short. So if you want my full interview where Ben discusses how you can individually create a healthy money mindset. He's got some great tips, by the way. Search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Ben, thank you for joining us on Healthy-ish today. Oh, good to be here. Now, we're talking, well, couples, money and the impact it can have, well, on our mental health and our relationships and everything else in our life. But I actually came across some research out of last year that found a quarter of Aussie couples have argued about money over the past three months. Now, personally, this didn't surprise me, but why can money be so stressful in relationships? Well, look, I think that money is is generally stressful. So whether you're in a relationship or not, that it's something that is a leading cause of stress in, in Australia and around the world. And yeah, it's something that plays on a lot of people's minds. And then when you've got two people, it's two sets of opinions, two sets of wants, dreams, aspirations, and, and two often to different levels of money knowledge or levels of money knowledge in, in different areas as well. So you know, one of the things that I've found from helping a lot of people with their money over the last decade or so is that the right, there's no one set of steps that every person can take to be successful with money because the right money choices for you and for anyone that's listening along, it really depends on you. It depends on where you're at now. It depends on what's important to you and how your situation's going to progress over time. So, when it's hard enough to figure that out when you're just one person and when and then when you've got two yeah two sets of opinions it's hard because you don't have that alignment and you're not heading in the the same direction so it can be stressful at the same time it's a big opportunity to get on the same page and and build some good you know confidence to to work towards with your partner and eliminate that as a as a source of stress as well so where do you see some key areas or perhaps some key, I hate calling them mistakes, but that people make when it comes to money in a relationship? Well, I think that probably one of the biggest ones, and it applies in relationships and also money more broadly, but it's making choices in isolation. Probably the most common question that I get asked as a financial advisor is, hey, I got $10,000, what should I do with it? And the right answer always is it depends. It depends on you know, what's coming up. It depends on what it is that you're trying to actually do. Um, and yeah, I think in relationships, it's easy as well that you get, there's something comes up and you think, what should I do? Is this a good idea? And it may or may not be, or it may or may not be in absolute terms, but when you fold it into the bigger picture and, you know, where you're headed financially and what's coming up, what's around the corner, then it can mean that the answer is different again. So I think if people fall into the trap of looking at those choices in isolation, it can mean that they make decisions that aren't always consistent with their bigger picture. So that's one. Another one is that one person being the real driver of, of money and money decisions, because I think it's really natural that one person, and I, I wouldn't say 
that it's a male or female thing. In fact, we've seen it, you know, in, in different couples, it's, yeah, it could be anyone that takes the lead, but there's normally one person that's a bit more interested or a bit more involved in, in money and, and money decision-making. But if that person is the one that's pushing all of the decisions, then it can be for the other person, then they can, it, yeah, can sort of lead to arguments and, and issues. But also for the person that's the driver, it can be quite stressful for them as well because there's a lot of responsibility on that person to, to be driving these decisions. I know for uh, my wife and I, I'm a money guy, so obviously I, I'm a um, you know a, a, a driver of a lot of the, the, the You're things the that CFO we do. With... Of the household, as we call it in well, our household. <laughs> I'd say that she's the CFO. I'm okay. just the, I just the idea, the ideas, okay, man. Like I, you know, I've got my ideas around the things that we should be doing, but I always get sign off from her and and make sure that she's comfortable with anything that we're doing because that reduces the pressure on me, and I don't feel like we're jointly making decisions, which I I, I think is important. And to your previous question, it it does go a long way to eliminating um, money stress, but. Yeah, I'd say that's the second really big one, that if one person's driving and they're not taking their partner on the journey, it's, it's probably on both sides it ends up being a pain point. What about approaching money talk? Now, obviously money talk can be so different because, you know, people listening might have just gone into a relationship and haven't actually had talk about money or other people might have been in a relationship for a while and get nervous about bringing it up. How do, have you got any kind of rules on how we can approach it? Well, look, I, I wouldn't say there's hard and fast rules there because every, you know, couple and relationship is is different. But there there are some approaches that can work across a, a lot of people. I think, regardless of where you're at on your money journey, I think a good place to start is up at that fifty thousand foot level and talking about what success actually looks like. I think it doesn't actually matter if you're in a couple or you're you're not you're you're single, but thinking through what does success look like to you. And the question that I like to ask people to tease that out is to say, hey, if we were having a conversation three years from today, what would you want to see or to feel or to have happen for you to be completely blown away with what's going on with your money? That's normally a good starting point. For some people, the answer might be super specific, that it might be, oh, we want to have, you know, X dollars in a bank account or an investment account, or it could be broader, like we've bought our first property, first investment property, second investment property, whatever that is. Sometimes, and for a lot of people, what it ultimately it's like knowing that they're on a financial trajectory that they're happy with, that they can see where they're headed and that they're confident that they're going to get there and knowing what that pathway looks like. But I think that's a really good starting point. It can be specific or broad or both. And then from there, you, uh, the next thing is like, what are, the, what are the roadblocks? What's slowing us down? So we, we know where we are today. If we know where we want to get to, what are the things that might be slowing down or holding back our progress? It might be that you don't understand share investing or you don't understand buying property and how it works or you're not sure on the tax rules which are quite confusing and complicated yes. <laughs> and you know how to be how to be smarter on that front so you end up with this list of roadblocks and the roadblocks is essentially your action items that you say okay well what are the things now that are going to have the biggest impact what's going to move the dial because if we know where we are where we want to get to and what's slowing us down you should be able to, if you just clear through those roadblocks, it's going to get you closer from where you are to where you want to be. So pick the things that have a big impact, work through your action list, 
um, and that will get you closer to where you want to be. And um, for a lot of people thinking about getting someone, maybe a professional to help maybe facilitate that conversation. Um, I avoid the word counselor or mediator, but that, that word has been used in my presence in the past with this stuff. And sometimes it does sort of come down to that, that it can be hard for whether you're the more dominant or less dominant person from a financial perspective in relationships, having an objective third party to guide you through that process can often make it easier to help with the decision-making as well. Yeah, great tips. Ben, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Good to be here. Now, there was one word that kept popping into my head when I was interviewing Ben. It is communication. Good, healthy financial well-being in a relationship just comes down to communication, doesn't it? If you want more money tips, you can sign up to Ben's free online course, cashed up at news.com.au, a free money course for millennial and Gen Z Australians. If you love this chat with Ben, you can get more of him. He is up on Extra Healthy-ish now. If you want more from us, log on to bodyandsoul.com.au or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you have a moment, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.